Please join me in our call to worship. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Let us worship God. join our voices together in our prayer of confession. O God, you judge your people with righteousness. We judge our neighbors either right or wrong. Your servant defended the cause of the poor. It is because of our greed that many still want. You bring deliverance to the needy, but we stand in the way of it being received. You send us a savior who will crush the oppressor but we raise up idols in his stead. Make us mindful of your dominion, how you rule while the sun and moon endure. May we bow down before you and pay the tribute that you are due. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ in Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Hear and believe the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are all forgiven. Holy God of patience and promise, prepare us to receive your gift of new life. Prepare us to receive our Redeemer, the one who comes to make all things new. We come to you examining our lives, finding that we have left you out. We have forgotten your presence and have become gods of our own. Forgive us for placing you last in our lives and forgive us for refusing to give up our own agendas for yours. Free us from the burdens of this secular season and make it holy and fresh again. God of timelessness, continue to touch us with your Holy Spirit. Bring us closer to you through the power of your love. Enable us to reach to others with your gifts of hope and presence. Enrich us with your grace so that we may support and encourage one another. Lord of healing might, rest your gentle spirit of recovery over those who are in pain. Fill them with your power. Restore them to a life of health in mind and or body. As you spoke through the prophets, we pray for your comfort. Comfort your people 
Speak tenderly to those who suffer. Free them from the fear of separation and bring them into the promised place of your comfort. We lift our hearts to you, O God, in gracious praise. We lift our spirits. In prayerful anticipation, we watch for your coming. Come, Lord Jesus, quickly come. Hear our voices as we join together and fill this place with the loud sound of your prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Gracious loving God, we ask that the words of your mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, so that by steadfastness and by the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you a, and live in harmony with one another, in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together we may, with one voice, glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify for God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, for with his people, and again, praise the Lord, and let all the people praise him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse shall come, the one who rises to rule the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The second lesson comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, a faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child, a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to all peoples. The nation shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I never hear Isaiah's claim of a placidly peaceful world without seeing the painting by Edward Hicks. Hicks was an American folk artist who lived in the first half of the 1800s. He actually lived down in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, very well known down there. As an American painter, he was one of the leading folk artists of his day, and his images and styles are still used as patterns today. Hick's most famous concept for painting, one that he did over and over and over again, came from the Isaiah passage that you just heard. As a Quaker preacher, he would illustrate scenes from Scripture, but most frequently he used the peaceable kingdom. There's no doubt in my mind that you probably have seen something like that or one of his depictions over the years. His art is taken straight from Isaiah 11, 11, verse 6. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. With these scenes that Hicks paints, Hicks puts the cows and the sheep grazing on the hillside along with the lions and the monkeys and other beasts. In the very front and in the center is a little child dressed in the finery of colonial period clothing with the puffed sleeves and little strapped shoes. Now this one it shows that he has bare feet, but there are other ones that where he has... His or her hands may sit with a piece of fruit or the hands may be clasped together. But always, always in the background is William Penn, the Quaker colonialist, making peace with the Native Americans. He was always making peace. Edward Hicks was born in the middle of the American Revolution, and he grew up in a newly independent country that could never fully catch hold of the peace so they clearly wanted and fought to achieve in the Revolution. The great war between Great Britain and the colonies may have concluded but the new United States continued 
with conflict with the War of 1812 and the constant derision between the Anglo-European settlers and the Native Americans. Hicks, in his paintings, has a depiction of Isaiah's future time. The displayed, the, these pictures displayed the hope for peace that was always a fragile babble held out before them. Ungraspable, but shining out as their hope of what was to come. This peaceable kingdom that they thought was so unattainable. This peace. Isaiah spoke those words of optimistic hope for the people of Judea as well. What was once the kingdom of David had now split into two countries. Israel in the north and Judea in the south. Isaiah spoke to Judea of the peace that seemed so elusive. All around them, army fought against army. War and conflict was always at the forefront. Their king, King Azaz, the deal-maker, was attempting to ally Assyria to fight against Israel and Syria. Then Isaiah brings this picture, this picture of the peaceable kingdom to them. From the family tree of Jesse will shoot up a branch filled with the Lord's spirit of wisdom and justice. The one who comes will not judge by what the eyes see or the ears hear, but shall be righteous and honorable, will bring justice to the oppressed and the poor in spirit. And in that day the whole world will be changed. The wolf The wolf that attacks and devours the sheep will live alongside of them. The lion and the bear will stop their hunger for fleshly food and will graze in the fields together. And even the snake that strikes fear in the heart will be playful with the children. Hicks painted the literal scenes of Isaiah for the people of America who sought peace, the elusive charmer. Like the people of Isaiah's time and Hicks' time, we too, each and every one of us, search for that peaceable kingdom. Our images and words may be different, but we still seek that peace in harmony and tranquility. The painting we see today may hold the sheep ranchers in accordance with the coyote conservationists in the West. The donkeys of the Democrats and the elephants of the Republicans will trumpet similar ideals as they lie together on Capitol Hill. The bear and the bull of Wall Street will stop driving economic fervor and will become servers for all the people grazing side by side. The interreligious committees for peace will wave their flags of harmony over Israelis and Palestinians, Muslims and Christians. And in the back portion, in the back portion of that scene will be the Lord's table, spread with all the breads from all around the world, filled chalices of wines. Under the table... Under that Lord's table will be the straw-filled manger, and in the back, the empty cross will hang. 
but standing at the table will be Christ with outstretched, welcoming arms, inviting all of us to this table, all to his meal. We have a promise of what that peaceable kingdom will look like. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, shall lie together. This world is basically to get along. We have wars going all around us. In the Middle East, we have it right here. We have wars in our families. We have wars in our own country. My hope is that someday we will be a part of that peaceable kingdom where you know you can agree to disagree. I am sure that the lion and the lamb back then didn't always get along, but they lived together. They lived together in that harmony. We have God's promise of that peaceable kingdom, of that hope to look forward to, of what that will be like. Throw off your fear of the future and claim God's promise for each of us and embrace that picture that picture of God's kingdom, a kingdom of peace and a kingdom of unconditional love. It's there waiting for us. It's there for us to be a part of. It's there with Christ waiting, with outstretched arms, welcoming us, ready to feed us all that we need. It's there. Just picture it. As we leave these doors today, as we go out these sanctuary doors, and we get that hustle and bustle of the Advent season while you're shopping for, for different things, and you've got somebody pushing you here or pushing you there or throwing a cart into you by accident, but you don't know that because, you know, everybody's so frustrated. Sometimes we have the tendency to turn around and give a nasty look or... Like, excuse me. Instead, let's start living that peaceable kingdom and turn around to maybe that individual and smile and say, Merry Christmas. Maybe that's all they need to turn something around in their life. We have a lot of responsibility being the faithful people that we are. And we're to share that. We're to share that idea of peace, the idea of shalom. It's hard. But it's there. It's easily depicted in pictures that Edward Hicks drew so long ago. But that future peaceful kingdom that was laid out before us is all up here and in our hearts. We just have to draw it ourselves. Let us pray. Gracious loving God, you put that peaceful kingdom out in front of us. You show us pictures and, and you give us words. But sometimes we still feel it's so unattainable. Be patient with us. Give us the peace that passes all understanding and so we can share that peace with others. We know what you have promised. Give us a clear picture of what that really is so that we can share that with all those around us. 
And we ask this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious of God, we ask that you bless these gifts and the givers, and that you give us the wisdom to use these money to further your kingdom to help those who need it most. And we ask this in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. As you leave this place, have that picture, just like Edward Hicks drew so many years ago, of what that peaceable kingdom can really look like. 
and bring that picture alive to others outside these walls. And may the shalom of God, the love and the passion of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.